everybody. Welcome to the Basis Points Podcast. I'm Kevin Flanagan, Head of Fixed Income Strategy at Wisdom Tree Asset Management. Man, look at last week. What a whirlwind for the bond market. Investors, let's let's put it put it in a list here. What were we greeted with? Another historic Fed rate hike, another 40-year high for inflation, and a second consecutive negative quarterly reading for real GDP, i.e. a technical recession. I mean, there's no doubt these conflicting storylines are presenting a confusing backdrop for fixed income investors. When you're looking to position your bond portfolio, you know, my advice, you know, to use the title of that song, don't go chasing waterfalls. And what do I mean by that? Well, let's look. Prior to last week's disappointing GDP report, there was increasing discussion about rates, such as the 10-year Treasury yield, whether they had peaked and was it now time to go longer duration. And obviously, the back-to-back negative readings on the economy gave that narrative somewhat of a jumpstart, and the 10-year yield continued its descent into lower territory. There's two very important considerations to keep in mind when you're addressing this question. Obviously, the first element is whether bond yields could rise again from current levels, or could they fall further, or at best, just remain stable or range-bound. My concern revolves around the incredible volatility and whipsaw pattern the 10-year Treasury yield has portrayed the last three months. So think about it for a second, okay? If you go back to, say, late April, early May, we got close to three and a quarter on the 10-year, moved back down to two and three quarters, and then rising back up to about three and a half percent, and now falling again to where we are right above 2.6% as I'm talking to you on this podcast. This is not the type of volatility, typically speaking, an investor wants to see in their bond portfolio. And I'm in the camp that believes this elevated volatility is going to remain a part of the investment landscape during the second half of the year as well. So when you're looking at that kind of a backdrop, you have to wonder if the 10-year yield has gotten ahead of itself a little bit. And from a monetary policy perspective, the Fed seems poised to continue raising rates this year. Quantitative tightening, QT, is going to be kicking into high gear. And as we've continued to see, inflation is more than likely going to remain sticky, if not right, elevated. And if you believe the latest economist projections, real GDP could bounce back into positive territory in the third quarter. Most estimates, as I'm talking to you now, are placing growth around plus 2% for this current third quarter. So that leads us to the second part of the equation, is whether an investor is being compensated for the potential added interest rate risk by moving into longer duration. Quite a lot of attention has been centered around how flat and or inverted the shape of the yield curve has become. You know, in in other words, if you look at the two-year, 10-year spread, it's negative 25 basis points. If you look at a three-month T-bill 10-year spread, you know, it's barely 30 basis points at this stage of the game. So when you look at the current yield level on the 10-year, I would argue it offers little, if any, cushion for potential mistakes that could result in another move to the upside. Now, there is one area here that I think is of interest, and that's Treasury floating rate notes. And yields here have now closed the gap as well. And they're currently higher than three-month T-bills and within striking distance of the five- and 10-year maturities. Just to give you a little bit of perspective, the Treasury floating rate note yield is now only 13 basis points below that of the 10-year yield. But think about it. It carries a duration profile much lower, 
of just one week. And with the Fed expected to continue raising rates during the remaining three meetings of this year, it's very likely Treasury floating rate note yields could match or even exceed some fixed income uh, coupon securities along the Treasury yield curve in the not too distant future. So, you know, I'm looking at this as investors may want to consider the risk reward profile of their fixed income positioning against this kind of a backdrop. And the Wisdom Tree Floating Rate Treasury Fund, USFR, offers investors a means of investing in that Treasury Floating Rate note space. So I'm going to end it there. Have a great rest of the week, everybody, and be well. And before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risk charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at wisdomtree.com. Read it carefully. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Securities with floating rates can be less sensitive to interest rate changes than securities with fixed interest rates, but may decline in value. The issuance of floating rate notes by the U.S. Treasury is new, and the amount of supply will be limited. Fixed income securities will normally decline in value as interest rates rise. The value of an investment in the fund may change quickly, and without warning in response to issuer or counterparty defaults and changes in the credit ratings of the fund's portfolio investments.